Sportscast. What's up, sports fans? Welcome to the official first episode of KFR Sportscast. Uh, my name is Brian Gilbert. Uh, my friends call me BG. And we just want to welcome you uh, to the world of sports news, uh, giving you the biggest stories. Uh, we're going to cover you know, all sports from the NBA to the MLB, hockey, all across everywhere. Um, <clears throat> we are going to be almost ESPN Junior is basically what we are going to be. Uh, and tagging along with me is a, uh, a friend of mine, my best friend, I should actually say, of almost 15 years now, Jacob Rader. Jacob Rader, go ahead and take it away. Well, well, yeah. So, I mean, really putting the pressure on me by saying ESPN Junior. Okay, here we go. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, my name's Jacob Rader. Uh, also known as Big Sexy. Um, this, you know, like Brian said, this podcast, we're going to try and cover as, as much as we can. Um, in the, you know, in, a lot of you are probably wondering what the, where the name comes from. Uh, well, the name, if, you know, if you look at my name, my name is Jacob Rader. Uh, the podcast is dedicated to my father, Kevin Rader, but, you know, the F stands for you know, uh, you know, it's Kevin Eppenrader. So, yeah. you know, been, uh, you know, that's what all his buddies called him. And, you know, what, what better way to do something that me and him were so passionate about than dedicated to him. And, you know, obviously um, those wondering, uh, he passed away about seven years ago. So this is the best way I could pay tribute to him and uh, do something that I am very passionate about is bringing you know, my knowledge of sports to you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, little known fact, this is uh, – we had a uh, flag football team named after him as well. Hey, you and I yeah. played. Um, we weren't the best. We weren't very good, but we, we played, damn it. We, we played. played. We played our hearts out. Uh, okay, so moving right on into it, right? Uh, so yeah. this thing going on right now is the NBA Finals, the Milwaukee Bucks and the Phoenix Suns. Um, yeah. Some current, some current uh, star player is going to get their first ring. Yes. And this, yes. I mean, whether it be Giannis Antetokounmpo or Chris Paul, obviously Devin Booker is really young. Yeah. Um, each home team has won their, their home games so far. So series tied 2-2, right? Heading mm-hmm. Saturday, game five. Uh, you know, big players stepping up on each side. Uh for, well, especially on Milwaukee side with uh, Chris Middleton, uh, Drew Holiday, yeah, uh, Bobby Portis stepping up, you know, um, helping Giannis really push push past this. Uh, yeah. What do you what do you uh, what do you expect? Well, we'll start here. What do you expect to see out of Game Five tonight, Jake? Well, uh, really, for um, I guess. If I'm talking, you know, if I'm talking in Phoenix's perspective, right, yeah. they definitely have to do a better job at boxing out um, yeah. on, you know, on the uh, on the defensive glass because, yeah. uh, 
you know, yeah, yeah. Milwaukee had uh, 17 offensive rebounds. Yeah. That, you know, that last game. And, yeah. you know, that's going to hurt them. That's going to hurt them. And they also have to do a better job defending in the paint because Milwaukee killed them in the paint. Yeah. I think uh, I think a big part of that is, uh, and you can probably agree with me, is DeAndre Ayton staying out of yeah. foul trouble. I know watching uh, what was it, Game Three, yeah, uh, DeAndre Ayton got into foul trouble early. I mean, yeah. he had to he record his fourth or fifth foul early in the third quarter. Right. You know, granted, I mean, a lot of that is trying to stop Giannis, which is yeah. seems almost impossible. Right. Yeah. Some, that some people. You know, it's- He's but very yeah, hard to guard. I really agree with you. I mean, yet if you, you stay on the boards, you stay out of foul trouble. I mean, hopefully that, that can be a winning ticket for them to win at home on Saturday night. Right. Um, you know, and I also, uh, you know, I also want to point out, uh, you know, uh, especially in the, the last two minutes of that game four was when uh, Phoenix started to fall apart and Milwaukee and take took the momentum and just went with it. Yeah. Well, I think I think a lot of it might have started with the block that's been all over ESPN. Oh yeah, that block. Giannis had on DeAndre. Very, very LeBron-esque. Uh, you know, 2016 NBA finals. Yep. And that's what a lot Giannis of people are comparing it to right now. Yep. Right. So very LeBron-esque uh, of Giannis. Um, and even Giannis came out saying that, you know, I thought I was going to get dunked on. Yeah, I saw that. So, you know, it's it, it's a uh, it is a momentum changer, and you know, once you capture that momentum, especially at home, once you capture that momentum, uh, you you run with it. Uh, very close game though, mm-hmm. uh, but I think uh, Milwaukee's going to have to carry that momentum heading into Game Five, going into Phoenix, if, if they want to have a chance at winning this series. Yeah, they because they they have to beat them at least one game in Phoenix. They have yeah, to do absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, we they uh, have to, or else they're not gonna, you know, they're you know they're they're done if they don't, uh, you know. And um, one thing that you know also you know that that works in the favor of Phoenix is that they just have to defend their home court. That's all they have to do. Right. And you know, but that being said, um. You know, it's going to be, you know, the, Devin Booker can't do it all by himself. Right. You know, right, right, right. No, absolutely. in that game four, he had 42 points. And I think uh, I think I saw in the third quarter, he went like seven for seven. Yeah. And uh, he just lit him up in the third I mean, quarter. And, 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 you know, but I mean, like, if you look at the other guys on the team, you know, like Chris Paul only had 10 points, seven assists. You know, DeAndre Ayton only had six points, but he else, but he had 17 rebounds. But he needs more from his supporting cast if they're if they're gonna have any yeah, chance. That, that, is, that is what that is what Milwaukee is getting right now. Giannis is mm-hmm. getting help from everybody. He's getting help from Drew Holiday. He's getting help from Bobby Portis. Uh, he's getting help from. Uh, I mean, just everybody. The whole. I mean, the whole the whole bench is is helping him out. So it's um, – who's the other player there? Uh, Kanan. You, you can't forget about Brooke Lopez either, man. Brooke, Brooke Lopez. Lopez. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, Mikel Bridges. So we uh, – he – this this uh, this series can take a, take a shift in Phoenix yeah. on Saturday. Um, and to, to cap on Devin Booker, 
Devin Booker in game four, like you said, dropped 42 points. Not a single three. No. No. Blows my all. mind. Yeah. So probably he's, uh, one, he's of the, one of the, the, the like the last true like mid-range players in this in this game, you know, in this modern day NBA game now. Right. Like, I mean, you got guys like him. Chris Paul still shoots a lot from the mid-range. You got guys like uh DeMar DeRozan that mm-hmm. shoot a lot from the mid-range. Mm-hmm. Um, but Devin Booker has really got it to a science. And I think if Milwaukee wants to, you know, take a look at that and one of their keys to win is keeping Devin Booker out of his hot zones in the mid range. Yeah. Um, You know, forcing him to shoot that three point ball, because I believe going into the playoffs, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, Going into the playoffs, he was only like about averaging about 34 percent from three-point range right so you know like you know he doesn't have the greatest three ball so I mean if I'm Milwaukee I would want him I would force him to take those shots and I would live with the results right I mean because if if he's hot if he's hot from three-point range which we've seen if he's hot from three-point range he's hot I mean right so I mean because when you if you're a 30 I mean it's not like Steph if you're a 34 percent shooter I mean you're you're like you said, living with the results. But if somebody's hot from three, somebody's hot from three. Like I say, it's not like yeah. Steph, who's always hot from three and hot from the mid-range and hot going to the basket. So it's it's an easier game plan. Uh, I'm still say, I'm still uh, sticking with Suns to win this thing out. Um, but I think on our hands, I think we have a I think we have a seven game series. I think this oh oh this oh thing. definitely definitely uh you know, I, know you know, there was, I, I know there was the uh the chant at the bucks and in game four at milwaukee you know bucks and six bucks and six you know kind of like the uh sons and four fan um mm-hmm. so that that was going on but yeah i think i think uh we're we're entailed for a seven game series here yeah um i i i definitely agree because <clears throat> uh I, I tell you what, man, it, it sucks that we only have like uh, three, uh, po- two, possibly three games left yeah. of these guys playing, because let's be honest, I could watch these guys play all day, every day. Oh, you yeah. know, like oh, yeah. these two teams match up so well against each other, <clears throat> you know, it, it, and they're so fun to watch, you know, yeah. they compete really hard. Yeah. And you know what, I'm, I'm, I, this, I'm glad that we got this result of the finals in the end long run rather than, you know, in my personal opinion, rather than uh, Los Angeles versus Brooklyn, you know, yeah. because this, this finals has just been so, so much fun to watch. But yeah. going back to, you know, uh, the prediction, I definitely, uh, I definitely agree with the Suns at seven. I just feel like they're the more complete team and eventually their ball movement and their IQ will come into play because Chris Paul is not going to turn the ball over as many times as he did in that game for every game. So I expect especially, especially, Chris Paul especially, especially with two more home games. Right. Uh, yeah. Essential. You know, they're very tough to beat at home. You know, it's very tough to beat Phoenix at home. So uh, I definitely, I definitely see this going Phoenix's way, but I'm, 
I'm telling you, anything could happen, oh, you know, because uh, Milwaukee's got all the momentum right now. Right. You know, especially how with how they won game four, it it could it could go either way. But I'm going to stick with uh, I'm going to stick with the Suns in seven. Yeah, no, that's great. And it would be a great cap off for Chris Paul to win a ring after 16 seasons in the NBA, which he right. definitely deserves. <clears throat> Um, right and you know what you know let's face it this isn't going to be Giannis's only time here oh absolutely you know, not. no you know he, he'll be back he'll definitely be back absolutely absolutely uh okay so we're gonna we're gonna kind of switch gears and we're gonna, and we're gonna we're gonna talk MLB so we had the all-star game this week our weekend uh it was on Tuesday yeah Tuesday it was on Tuesday so this yep. week uh home run derby on Monday Obviously, yep. Pete Alonzo repeating his his home run derby, keeping that crown. Shohei Itani uh, yep. expressing that he wanted to return to the home run derby. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, kind of, you know, going through. history made. Yeah. Um, yeah, Shohei Itani was the first, um, you know, first guy to start the game, uh, an all-star game as a pitcher, and then lead off in the awesome. batting order. Absolutely. You know, so that's very huge. You know, like we're, you know, we're, you know, we, a lot of us don't know how lucky we are to see uh, a player like this in, in today's baseball. Yeah. You know, this is something that hasn't happened since, since Babe Ruth, you know, uh, you know, and I, uh, one of the announcers during the all-star game says watching this generation's Babe Ruth. And it's just like, puts it all into perspective. It's like, wow, you know, this is history in the making yeah. here. You know, I just hope the guy, I hope the guy stays healthy, you know, yeah. And, yeah. And, and he has a long, prosperous career. Yeah. I was actually talking to somebody uh, about, you know, the comparison of, um, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't think that, you know, this was a modern day Babe Ruth or, and I, you know, I completely disagreed with him. Right. Because I mean, Babe Ruth was a great player. I mean, you think about you think about Babe Ruth, and you think about you know the era that he played in. Obviously, yeah. it's going to be different, and he wouldn't be he probably wouldn't be able to play in today's game. Maybe not. But, Maybe I mean, not. he was probably made for his game because you think about Babe Ruth, and I make this comparison all the time. Is Babe Ruth the way that he looked? He looked like the uncle that was working the grill at the barbecue. <laughs> like the, way that, the way that he stood. I mean, he had that little, that little, you know, little chubby gut on him. But I mean, yeah. he could play. But he could play. I mean, he, he's, he was literally, quite literally, he was the uncle that would start up like the family reunion softball game. Yeah, or something. yeah, definitely, you know, something uh, along those lines. But no, he I definitely, think, uh, he definitely made the dad bod popular before it was a, uh, before it was cool. You know, yeah. yeah, you know, definitely, he was a, he was a pudgy bastard. That guy was, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so. I think I think Shohei Otani is going to be fantastic. I think he's already fantastic. Oh um, yeah. I mean, definitely, we're looking at possible Cy Young winner slash MVP conversation yeah. for him. I mean, the the numbers that he's putting up. I mean, I feel like some of the baseball headlines that I see are just all Shohei, 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 Shohei. It's just all of them. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, the kid, the kid's phenomenal. You know, yeah. like it's it's phenomenal. You know, but um. You know, uh, just looking at, you know, some of the stuff that, uh, 
you know, happened during the home run derby, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that first round between Otani and uh, Juan Soto was something to watch because not only did they uh, each have to, they, they had to do like two swing offs oh, wow. in the end because uh, they, they initially they tied at 22 uh, home runs apiece. And then uh, Juan Soto ended up edging out Otani by three home runs. Ended up moving on to the second round, uh, winning thirty-one to twenty-eight. Um, you know, and I'll go, I'll go over, you know, the other matchups in round one. Uh, Trey Mancini uh, versus uh, Matt Olson. Mm-hmm. Mancini was the sixth seed. Olson was the three. Mancini uh, won twenty-four to twenty-three against Olson. Uh, Trevor Story, the the hometown guy for the mm-hmm. uh, Colorado Rockies, went up against the slugger from Texas, Joey Gallo, and beat him twenty to nineteen. And then Pete Alonzo, Pete yeah. Alonzo, he that overall his performance in the home run derby was phenomenal, but his first round was jaw dropping. Like I couldn't believe it when I was watching it. You know. Just, just like it was, just like he was. The, the ball was leaving the bat with ease. Just, mm-hmm. you, they were just ripping off of his bat, dude. It was, it was tremendous. Ended up finishing with thirty-five home runs in the first round. Damn. Yeah, he yeah. was killing it, man. Like, you know, and he was, he had, like, and the guy, you know, you know, that was uh, Salvador Perez. He, he hit twenty-eight home runs. You know, that's nothing to bat an eye at, but. Pete Alonzo just coming out ripping 35 home runs. Mm-hmm. That's, 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 that's crazy. He really set the tone for that home run derby for yeah, sure. No, I mean, he came back, he came back and he wanted to win that. You put yep. 35 home runs in the first round. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's, inc- that's incredible. I can't even get, I, I wouldn't even be able to get 35 home runs on a peewee field. Jeez. Right. But that's, that's, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yep. So, <clears throat> You know, in round two, um, the seating ended up being Mancini versus Trevor Story. Mm-hmm. Mancini ended up advancing with 13 home runs. Uh, Pete Alonzo versus Juan Soto, which which that I, you know, that deserved to be a finals, uh, you know, matchup in my opinion. But, uh, you know, Pete Alonzo ended up beating Juan Soto 16 to 15. And then we go to the finals, obviously, uh, Pete Alonzo winning against Trey Mancini 23 to 22. So all together, you know, like what Alonzo hit, that's what 51, 23. So what 74 home runs in that night. Yeah. That was, that's insane. That's insane. It's just, you know, it's just like crazy, like how these guys have all that energy to do that, yeah. you know, and, and like it, you saw, like go back to the uh, Otani Soto matchup. Do you see how gassed Otani was, dude? Mm-hmm. Otani was so gassed, like during each time he had to take a break from, you know, like because you get that initial break out, yeah. in four minutes and then, you know, and then yada, yada, so on, so forth. But he, he was just so gassed. you you know, because it was his first time participating, but I'm sure the next time he'll come back, you know, with, you know, better condition for that competition. Right. But after, after having you know, after having the experience of doing it, yeah. 
yeah, you know, it was all in all was it was a really fun home run derby to watch this year. Definitely was. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. I, I didn't I didn't catch a whole lot of it due to I was at, I was at work. But, right. Yeah. No, but it was yeah. very it was very cool to watch. I mean, um, more 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 history, a little bit of history made being made. I mean, uh, Vladdy hitting the two hundredth home run during the All Star game, right? Yep, number two hundred. Yeah, that it like it, and it was funny because when it happened, you saw uh, uh, Fernando Tatis's reaction. He just put his hands on his head as he knew as soon as he heard the sound of the bat, it was gone. Mm-hmm. There's just no question. You know, that's like one person I kind of wish was in this year's home run derby because that boy was born to hit home runs. Yeah, that, that boy. You know, Vladdy Jr. is is just a powerhouse. You know, like he's a threat every time he steps to the plate. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, so, uh, you know, that's why he, you know, he won MVP, the youngest uh, youngest All Star MVP. Yeah, you know, no, very uh, very well, very well deserved, very well deserved. Uh, we talk about somebody who probably would have been in the All Star game, uh, Ronald Acuna Jr um this year obviously just oh yeah just before uh the all-star game tearing his acl having to get surgery yeah that's a tough break that that is tough that is tough uh the braves uh sitting right now i believe second in their division believe fourth on the wild card race so with with him out i mean they they definitely have a chance for for their division uh, oh, they're a third in their division now, so they're, yeah, they're, they're, still, they're yeah. four games. They're four games behind the Mets. Um, what do you think with with the loss of Ronald Acuna Jr.? What do you think that means for Atlanta? Do Do you think they just kind of, you know, play out the rest of the season and just kind of get what they get, or do you think they'll uh, they'll stand stand behind with the loss? of Ronald Acuna Jr. And uh, some of these players will step forward, you know, kind of give them that push to maybe get the wild card or uh, get that division. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, losing a player of uh, Acuna Jr.'s caliber is uh, it's tough, you know, because, um, you know, that's another person that you probably could have made an argument for, uh, for being in the home run derby because, you know, he's just, you know, he's just an overall great hitter and uh, and and also an excellent base runner, too, it mm-hmm. might I add. Um, so, you know, and he's a tremendous – he's just a tremendous all-around player. You know, he's a, definitely a glue to that outfield for the Braves. And, um, you know, he's just uh, – losing a player of that caliber is tough, you know, especially when you're uh, in the midst of, a, you know, a, a tight division race. You know, um, it's it's tough, man, because, you know, looking at it, I'm trying to hear, let me pull up the National League's uh, standings here. Uh, you know, they got, you know, the, the, the Phillies, you know, they're, they're sitting at 500 right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Mets are 47 and 40, and they've won six of their last 10. You know, and the Phillies won six, seven of their last 10. Um no. You know, and it's uh, it's tough, you know, because uh, I I just honestly think that it's it, it's 
you know, they have a lot of talent on that team. Atlanta does, but I think it's going to be, it's going to be tough to, to win that division. Um, because, you know, because of losing a player of that caliber, Um, I'm not saying obviously he's not the entire team and, Mm -hmm. you know, baseball is a very team oriented sport, but you know, it's, uh, you know, they were already, already like, you know, a, a, a 500 team with him. So without him, I, I see a little, a bit more of a drop off for sure. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, so I, I, I don't think that, I don't think they'll make the playoffs this year. Okay. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a solid, uh, nice solid, uh, guess or, for for them you know uh i don't know i i see you know the the ray the rays have been the rays have been kind of hot right now uh they've won six of their last 10 uh chicago the white Sox have won seven of their last 10 yeah the houston's won seven of their last 10 so I mean, it's it's really anybody's looking at all these standings. I mean, it's really anybody's game right now. Um, for for the MLB, you know, we'll just have to have to keep an eye on it. <clears throat> keep an eye on it. See, you know, because a, a lot of teams will make that push after the All Star break. Right. Yeah. I mean, in these next couple of weeks, I mean, we could see a drastic change in teams. We and, could. And what and what people how people play. You know, heading heading into uh, September, October, right? Yeah, it, you know, especially if you look at that uh, that NL West, man, that that division is sticky. That division is sticky because uh, all three of them teams sitting at the the upper echelon of that division there are very high talented teams. Mm-hmm. And the Padres arguably arguably have the best. You know, well, I'm going to go ahead and say they have the best shortstop in baseball in Fernando Tatis Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, honestly, arguably, he's the best overall player in the, in the MLB right now, yeah. whose name is not Shohei Itani, you know, um, you know, and they, you know, they, they just have a, they just have a, a, a young, a good young squad over there. But I mean, we can't forget the defending champs. You know, the Dodgers, you know, they're always a threat every year. They have a very deep pitching rotation. They have a, a, a even deeper batting lineup. You know, they're, um, you know, um, they, they added um, Albert Pujols, who's been, who's been hitting well for them ever since he's come on the team. Um, you know, and the Giants have been, the Giants have been the surprise of the season to everybody. You know, they didn't, they didn't think that they were going to do this good, but here they are right in first place, you know? So it's really, it's really anybody's division. Honestly, it, it all comes, comes down to, you know, who can beat who in the, in, in the, in the season series leading up to the playoffs, you know, Absolutely. Um, you know, uh, you know, and honestly, if, uh, if you're asking me that NL West is the most co- uh, competitive division in, in baseball right now. Oh no, you're, you're absolutely right. As far, as far as multiple teams, being in it i mean you kind of expect you know your your number ones and your number twos to kind of be neck and neck two, you know game and a half two games behind each other always but yeah to have a three three team essential three team essential race for yeah. first 
you know, in a division, I mean, is crazy. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it makes, it almost makes the, uh, the game of baseball more exciting. Oh yeah. Which, which I feel like for a lot of fans has to happen. Cause I mean, not saying there's not a lot of baseball fans, but some people don't like to watch baseball until the playoffs because they right. feel like baseball is just so boring. I mean, it just kind of drags season. on. Yeah. And long season for sure. Yeah. It's a long season. I mean, even going to the games, the games are long and you know, no. a lot of people don't understand the, the excitement of, you know, seeing somebody like a, like a Garrett Cole racking up like 16 strikeouts in a game. Yeah. And yeah. it's, oh, it's just not a strikeout. No, but it's 16 of them. Yeah. Yeah, one guy <laughs> yep. that nobody can hit, you know. Right. Or going to a, an Angels game and seeing Shohei Itani, which I'm sure is super exciting for those fans. Yeah. Uh, out in Los Angeles. <clears throat> to be able to see him, see a pitcher cranking, you know, almost 60 home runs this season. <laughs> you know, as a pitcher, I mean, what, what do you – yeah, like he's sitting right now. I think he's sitting at like 30, 33 or 34. I don't have the number right in front of me, so I'm not I'm not exactly sure, but yeah, I mean, but he could I mean he's on I think he's on like I think he's on the last time we saw a pitcher hitting dingers, dude. Like yeah. it's you know <laughs> it's I think, crazy. I think, he's, I think he's on pace right now for oh, 60, 60 plus. Oh, right. definitely. I think I think he might I, I know he's gonna definitely crack fifty for sure. Yeah. You know, because, uh, you know, the Angels are in the, you know, still in the, still in it too. So, you know, they're going to probably be making a a playoff push here pretty soon. Well, uh, yeah, no, that, that AL West, that AL West is pretty thick right now, actually. Uh, Damn. Damn, they got four teams over 500, dude. So I, I might have to take back what I said about the, 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 the West in baseball in general is just yeah. super competitive right now that yeah. I didn't, I see, I didn't, I didn't see that right there. And, and like, and the angels are, you know, seven and three in their last 10. So yeah. it, it's really anybody's, it's really anybody's race. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this could, this is going to be interesting. This is really going to yeah. be interesting to see how this all pans out for sure. Yeah. I know I was listening to, uh, I was listening to, uh, the sports center on Sirius XM and they were talking about, they were talking about baseball and they were talking about, they were talking about the shift in baseball. Uh, He was just kind of questioning in people's uh, perspective or opinion on what they thought about the shift when, you know, when the team shifts to, you know, for certain batters, forcing batters to try and hit home Mm -hmm. runs and everything, if they should almost make a rule so kind of like an illegal formation in football. Right, right. It should just be in a position, basically the umpire behind home plate kind of takes a peek up at basically from home plate all the way up second to second. You kind of see and split the field that there should be a player on either side of the bag. Um, I don't think the the shift makes that much of a difference. I mean, it does, but it doesn't. I mean, yeah, it forces players like Aaron Judge and, and and people like that, big big hitters, to try and hit over the shift. But I don't know. I don't think it would. 
really make a difference. I mean, love to hear opinions from from everybody else, what they think about it. Yeah, um, you know, I I don't mind it. I definitely don't mind it. I think it adds a def- definitely uh, an element. Uh, hitters got to think on the fly. And, you know, this game of baseball is already, you know, especially modern day baseball is very high scoring, you know. So um, I think that it definitely, you know, adds a, a, a great uh, defensive adjustment element to the game, you know. So I, I think it's fine. I think it should stay, you know, because it's, I think it's good for the game. of I don't mind it. I mean, you know, it, it brings a strategic aspect to the game where the hitter has to kind of think on the fly, like you said. So, yeah. I yeah. And, cool. you know, like, you know, the, the, you know, the hitter, you know, like the, this is the professional game of baseball. So, right. you know, if, you know, these hitters are, you know, pros, like, you know, they, they are, they should be able to adjust and hit to that side of the field where the weak spot is, because basically like the, if you think about it, the infield is kind of like saying like, I bet you, you can't hit over here, you know? And if it were and they're basically essentially giving you that hit, if you can hit it there, that's your hit. They're giving it to you. Right. But they're anticipating you to hit a certain side. Yeah. You know? So honestly, like, if the hitter can't get a hit off of a wide open space and if they can't put it in that space, that's on them. That's on them. Yeah, no, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So we, uh, we move on. I mean, from baseball, move on from baseball. We're going to, we're going to kind of recap the, uh, the Dustin Poirier McGregor fight. Uh, ah. two Saturdays ago coming up now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Obviously, uh, Poirier coming out with the D- TKO via doctor stoppage. Um, because McGregor broke his leg, his ankle had to get, had to get surgery. Yeah. He really, he, re- he really went out there and broke a leg. Yeah. yeah <laughs> really, really broke yeah. a leg out there. Good job, McGregor. Way to way to way to get him out there, bud. So uh, McGregor coming out on Instagram uh, last couple of days, stating that he had stress fra- stress that stress fractures in his in his like prior to getting in the cage with Poirier. He said Dana right. White knew, the UFC knew, uh, Doctor uh, Davidson, who's uh, the head doctor of the the UFC, knew. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you're McGregor, who obviously is a very high competitive athlete. Right. Would that not make you think to maybe not step in the ring and, and risk that? Risk that and, uh, you know, like, you know, if that was the case, which, you know, I'm not saying he's a liar or anything like that. Um, why throw so many goddamn leg kicks? Yeah. Because if you watch, if you know, even if you just skim over the highlights of the fight, you see McGregor throwing multiple kicks, yeah. multiple. And since, like, when have we really known McGregor to be a, like much of a kicker? 
you know, like he, you know, he definitely uh, uses more of his, his hands than his feet, mm-hmm. you know, but he threw multiple leg kicks. I'm not saying he never kicked, but yeah. you know, like he definitely used his hands a lot more in a fight, uh, you know, and uh, you know, if that was the case, you know, he should have been a little bit more protective of his, of his leg and not check so many kicks, right. you know, and, and Poirier said he felt something when he checked one of the kicks. He said he felt he heard he heard or felt something. Yeah. And you know, like I don't know. I just thought, I just thought, you know. And McGregor was saying if the, you know if the fight would have gotten to a second round, he would have exposed him. I don't think that would have been the case I, I at all. I, Poirier was giving it to him. Poirier had him like had him dead to rights. Yeah. You know, and he let Conor McGregor up. You know, uh, so honestly, like, and it's funny, Poirier said, oh, we're going to have a fight again, whether it's on the sidewalk or in the octagon, there's going to be a fourth fight. And I, I truly believe if there's a fourth fight, Poirier is going to win it decisively. Yeah. Decisively. Yeah. I mean, um, McGregor also coming out saying, you know, after surgery, post-surgery, he's going to be on crutches for the next six weeks uh, and then start training. So we'll, we'll, I hope the guy's speedy recovery, you know, and that much, I don't like anybody getting injured in sports, no matter how I, you know, Mm -hmm. feel, you know, may have an opinion about whatever. I I hate seeing injuries in sports. Hope the guy gets back on his feet and is stronger and faster than ever. You know, nothing, nothing but the best wishes on his recovery. I just don't agree. I just don't agree with his post fight antics. Yeah. You know, I used to be a big, I used to be a McGregor fan, but I lost, I lost a little bit of respect for Conor McGregor after the fight, you yeah, know, they're sitting yelling out, Oh, your wife is in me DMS, you know, yeah. Fucking yeah, I, like, uh, come on, dude. I mean, which, which is really surprising, you know, uh, being that a lot of the fights that I've watched, um, even all the way back to, you know, the Cowboy Cerrone fight. I mean, very respectful, right. The fights. I mean, win or lose i mean he's always yeah, that's why great. i always like definitely like that's why i was uh you know for a long time was a mcgregor fan because you mm-hmm. know like he, he is a master shit talker right mm-hmm. like one of the best shit talkers in ufc right but he always had enough respect for someone right. you know for someone to shake their hand after the fight he right. did it with nate diaz both times they fought Mm-hmm. Both times they fought. Even when Nate, Nate Diaz choked him out, he went up and fucking shook his hand and, you know, like said, you're a hell of a fighter, you know. Yeah. And, you know, and that now, like, you know, now that McGregor's losing more than he's winning, uh, he's become a bit of a sore loser. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's what it seems like. You right. know, and <laughs> it's funny because I seen, uh, I seen somebody comment on, um, comment on his uh comment on a picture of him whatever it said couldn't have happened to a nicer piece of shit i started uh, i laughed that, that killed me that <laughs> killed me so, uh we got khabib hmm. challenging islam uh makachev uh ahead of his first ufc main event Really? So, so Islam Makachev uh, is going to be on Saturday uh, for on ESPN, ESPN Plus, fighting uh, 
I believe it's uh, Moses. And Khabib came out saying that he want he wants to challenge he wants to challenge uh, Makachev and and fight. You know, after obviously the uh, dramatic uh, retirement. Right. That would be a hell of a fight. That would be a hell of a fight. I didn't know about that. That is crazy. I mean, this is most recent news. I mean, this just happened uh, yesterday. Um, No freaking way. Oh, did you hear about, uh, did you hear about Richard Sherman? Yeah, getting getting busted for. uh, You talk about recent news. That was a crazy development. You know, like, you know, and, uh, you know, I just want to take a second to, you know, voice my, you know, opinion on how serious, you know, mental health is, you know, uh, obviously, if you listen to the details of that story, you know, he's obviously got some mental health issues going on. And, you know, mental health is something that you cannot take lightly, you know, me speaking, you know, me speaking on that from experience, uh, you know, mental health is very serious and it needs to be addressed, you know, and people need to be, you know, aware of them personally going through it or someone going through it and, mm-hmm. you know, make sure that person or persons get the proper help that they need. Yeah. Because, you know, uh, you know, any, anybody that's close to Richard Sherman will tell you that he is just nothing but the nicest guy in the world. And, uh, you know, that this is a, this is a shock to everyone, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, you, you know, he's a, you know, he's a, he's a bit of a trash talker on the football field, but from what I've heard off the field, he's nothing but a great humanitarian. And, you know, he, you know, this is a very big shock to everyone. And, you know, I really hope that, you know, everything goes well for him and his family. I hope he gets the help that he needs. And, uh, yeah, you know, uh, you know, all my, all my prayers go out to his family for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but I think, uh, you know, just to, just to recap before, before we kind of close out here, um, game five, yep. Bucks and Suns Saturday night on yep. ABC. Who, who wins? Who you got? Game five. Uh, I, I want, I want to go. I'm going to go with Phoenix. All right. I don't. I don't want to see. I don't want to see. I don't want to see them lose three games in a row. Do I think they could? They. I mean, absolutely, they could. Yeah. But I think. I think it's going to be Phoenix coming back home. You know what? Actually, you know what? No. Actually, I'm going to change my answer here. I'm. Gonna, I'm going to go Milwaukee, winning Game Five, uh, because I think they have most of the momentum right now. And even going into Phoenix, I think that momentum will carry with them. Uh. You know, and, and I think that is going to wake up Phoenix. Yeah. You know, you know, basically getting slapped in the face, losing at home, you know, and forcing them to win game six. So that, that's, that's where I see that. Uh, what about, what, what about you? Who, who do you have winning? Well, um, I honestly think that, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the, uh, the MO of this series and go with the home team, root, root, root for the home team. Yeah. They don't win. It's a shame, you know, but, and, yeah, right, but you right. know, 
not, no pun intended, but you know, uh, yeah, but, um, I just think that, uh, you know, Phoenix is a very tough place to play. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think that they're going to come out of that loss fired up. They're going to come out fired up. Yeah, and I say, I'm going to make a bold prediction and say that I'm going to say Chris Paul goes for over 30 points. Over 30? Over 30, locking it in. Okay. Nice. Okay. I think so, yeah, game five, Saturday, Saturday night. Um, we're going to keep an eye on the, the MLB standings as the weeks progress after the All-Star break. Um, yeah, there's some big we'll, games this weekend for sure, especially especially today going yeah. on this weekend. So, yeah. um, and then we'll, you know, obviously keep up with all the sports news across all the other different sports as we approach the Olympics, uh, the Olympic Games next week in Tokyo. Uh, we'll keep an eye on that. But other than that, this has been Jake and Brian. Um, yeah our sportscast our very first episode thank you for joining us to those who join us make sure you stick around for more episodes also make sure to follow us on twitter and instagram facebook and even tiktok buy some merch too we got some dope designs man We we do have merch uh links are always in our bios if you need to find us um they will always be in the description below on youtube they'll also be posted on the screens uh, but all of the all of the tags are at KFRSPRTS cast. Uh, again, that's at the little at symbol KFRSPRT cast cast. So yeah, thank there you again for, for for joining us uh, for our first episode. Look forward to seeing you guys for more. We uh, did it, guys! Woo! We did it. That's right. We did it. And I want to thank. I just want to uh, thank all those who have followed our Facebook page already. Uh, yes. I just want to thank all of you guys for making my dreams come true uh, right. and do this. You know, because been wanting to do this something like this for a long time. And you know, thanks to you guys, you're finally making it possible for me. Absolutely. So I couldn't be more thankful. Yes, and we. And with that said, we will talk to you guys later. Big sexy out. <laughs>